Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothbaum back in the chair. The last three games I've attended, and two of my guests incidentally have attended, or I think one of my guests actually only. Uh, the first one was in Porto, where Manchester City lost 1-0. The next one was the Community Shield where Manchester City lost 1-0, and at the weekend, where Manchester City lost 1-0. That's, I think, something like seven defeats in the last 15 competitive games, I read somewhere. So this week, we'll talk about what's gone wrong, what we need. We'll probably talk a bit more about Grealish, about Kane. Mendy might get a mention. Hopes and fears for the season. And I even spoke to a couple of fans outside the stadium on Sunday, so we'll hear from them as well. But to help me to do that, I've got three guests. It's always a pleasure to welcome City fan, broadcaster, journalist. It is the great John Stapleton. John, welcome to the show. Thanks for inviting me. Good to be here. Uh, Stato, astronomer to the stars and all-round good egg, Paul Denby. Hi, Paul. Great to be back for new season. And finally, my third guest tweeted the following tweet around eight weeks ago. And my first question to him is, does this still apply? And do you agree with this statement? Let me read your tweet first. It says, this is the 7th of June, 2021, third guest. There's a decent case for prioritising Grealish over Kane this summer, playing Foden and Torres as false nine next season and waiting for the Haaland clause. I'm not convinced a striker is quite as urgent as everyone thinks. Our best play came with a false nine this year. Welcome to Dave Hodgson. Dave, how do you respond to that looking back eight weeks? I still agree with every word of it. I'm a man of conviction. Um, I think my um, main reason for, for that comment and for thinking this is people talk about what happened last season as if there was kind of this element of fluke there, that this system that we got was piecemeal and kind of um, patching over some of the problems that we've had of previous season. And I can understand that when you talk about a player like Harry Kane, it's hard to bring him into a side and think you're not going to do... Um, better with him around but that said when we look at our best we've got you know last season for extended periods at a time multi multiple games on the bounce we looked unbeatable and we looked unbeatable in a system where there was not a recognizable striker 
And it's because we could bring that fluidity in. We have players who could switch around, very difficult to mark. Granted, that was premised upon some of the strength we had in the back four last season. But, you know, my, my point still stands that Manchester City have played their best football when they've played with that fluidity, with those um, effectively six midfield players in front of a back four. And I'm kind of, I, I still think that's true. And I think Grealish is an excellent fit for that. Whereas there's going to have to be some adaptation if we are going to play with an orthodox striker. And I don't think much has changed my view on that. All right. Well, Stato, you, like me, have been to all those three games that I talked about. Uh, Porto, Wembley and at Tottenham. I saw you there at the game. Uh, listen, we haven't scored in three games. We, we, we've got a problem, haven't we, here? And, and we need to replace 30 goals a season Aguero, surely. We need a Harry Kane, don't we? Yes, but... Um, and the book comes with the... the price tag perhaps more than anything else and people say well City can just afford it so it's irrelevant his age at 130 140 million versus waiting 12 months to potentially get Haaland which is a risk as well because we won't be the only club in once his clause kicks in at I think it's 65 million give or take the, all the other big teams will be in for a Haaland as well it's a risk if we get Kane it will solidify us for this season and give us a really good shot at any trophy that we're going for. And let's be honest, the ones we do want are the Premier League and the Champions League. If we don't get him, I do think that we might struggle a bit this season because I think other teams have strengthened significantly. Uh, Grealish is a great addition, uh, but I'm not sure he strengthens us that much more compared to what we already had. And you only play 11 at a time. It's, It's a great addition to the squad. I would like to get Kane but I wouldn't want to pay 150, 160 million for him. I just think that's ridiculous. But John, with typical City, I felt at times on Sunday, lots of possession, more shots, more corners, more possession, as I say, and yet we lost 1-0. And we came away yet again from the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium with no goals and no points and another loss. And you do feel that Harry Kane would solve those problems. A lot of people are arguing that in the press and on social media in the last 24 hours. Where do you sit? Well, I'm, I, I sit with the lads who have spoken so far, largely. I mean, I think we are jinxed against Spurs. I mean, you know, it's, it's, we haven't scored against them in four games now. And I, I was recalling earlier this afternoon that terrible that evening in, in Manchester when the quarterfinals of the, of the Champions League, when, you know, it was four all in the end and we were denied the winner because VAR decreed that uh, Raheem Sterling's big toe was offside or something something to that effect. I mean, they're just our bogey team from, from now on. I'm not that upset by events, quite frankly. Don't forget we beat Barnsley, we beat Blackpool um, in, <laughs> in friendlies. Um, <laughs> yeah, we beat some... Oh, Preston, didn't we? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I'm not I'm not that discombobulated by this. I mean, let's face it, in, in some of these games, we are not, not exactly a scratch team, man, but certainly not our, our full-strength team. Uh, and as for Dave's, Dave's excellent analysis of us playing with a, with a, with a, a false number nine, I, I agree with him. We played some fantastic football. And I think that if and when we get back to a full strength side, we, we could still do that. And I have to agree with Paul also. Sorry, we're all in agreement today. I also agree with Paul that I think 150 million, if it does turn out to be 150 million or, or, or comes up to 150 million with add-ons, et cetera, et cetera, is a hell of a lot of money for a, a guy who, great player that he is, uh, will be 29 by the end of next season, and uh, and has got has had some injury issues as well. So maybe we could do without him. I mean, I I've, I, I quite like young Fran Torres. He didn't do much on 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 Sunday. I must confess, and he did miss one 
very good well good chance it was half a chance at least so yeah i'm i'm, I'm with the, with both of them i think uh, it's not the end of the world if we don't get uh, kane i agree that about waiting for Haaland is potentially hazardous because there's no guarantee he'll come to us at all so we i think we could do worse and play with play without him and, and Grealish impressed me on, on on sunday dave what about the game then Let, let's focus on the game itself there's been a lot, lot of press about kane we'll, we'll know i guess in in the next 15 or 16 days whether we're going to get him or not and we'll just have to wait and see uh, but your thoughts about the game itself? Um, we've already said bogey team, bogey club, bogey ground. Uh, John's made the point we've not scored there in four visits. How, how did you see the game? Well, I'm sure we're going to end up dissecting our faults. I'm sure we're going to end up dissecting our faults um, enough. But I want to say, first and foremost, how well I thought Spurs played. There was a real intensity to their game. They had a system that dealt very well with um, the way we like to play, they were very physical. I, th- I felt they were just about on the um, on the you know acceptable side of physical. I thought it was exactly the sort of performance I'd want to see from my team if they were playing Manchester City. And I think they did a lot to shut down um, some of our more creative influences. But that said, you know, not dissimilar to what we've just been saying about the fluidity we've had. That fluidity has to come from a sense of solidity at the back. And I think we'll probably all end up discussing this theme quite a lot, but our defensive problems very much came from one position. It pulled a lot of other people out of out of position. And you kind of felt that without that security, that we can um, be secure at the back and not be too vulnerable on the break, we really lost our creative impetus. So after a great 15 minutes where we looked very creative, like we were going to be very dangerous all game and Spurs were going to have a very long afternoon, we very much fell away as they realised just how vulnerable we were at the back. And I think a lot of our problems stemmed from the issues we were having in our back four. Can we talk about Mendy then, Stato? Um, Sort of Dave's alluded to it and and they certainly did seem to exploit that. He had a poor game. Um, You can't get away from it. He's had a few poor games, has looked good going forward defensively. People say he's a liability, probably... Some people going as far as saying you should never play for City again and people get very emotional about it, uh, but not a great performance. And it did stand out as a poor performance. It was a very poor performance and it's not the first very poor performance he's had. I'm sorry, I'm stressing the word very for a reason. Uh, Unfortunately, Mendy is not the left-back that City need. He's not the quality that we need in that position. I've given him a chance. I tried to defend him better than he can defend for City, actually, uh, in the past, but I don't think he's there. He's, he just can't do it. He, when he first arrived, he looked like he was the player that we all hoped he was going to be. But he got that injury fairly early on. I think it was against Southampton. And when he came back, he's not the same player. And he, he is a liability at times. He lost the ball, I think it was two or three times in the first 15 minutes on the left-hand side. Clearly the goal came on that side again. Ake gets exposed because he's trying to cover for Mendy. I'm not blaming Ake. We'll come on to Ake, I'm, I'm sure, as well, because I saw a tweet that wants us to cover uh, Ake as well. Let, let, let's concentrate on Mendy. I'm sorry, but he is not up to it. And um, it, I don't know how long he's left on his contract, what money we would get if we tried to sell him. Probably not an awful lot, but I think we should try and cash in on Mendy and get a few million for him because he, I'm sorry, but he's, he's not up to the standard we need. Are you willing to defend him, John, a little bit? I've come to the conclusion that Mendy believes that social distancing is uh, is a, a rule of thumb on the football field as well as in public places because he's never within a million miles of people he's supposed to be marking. I mean, the number of times he's left he's left completely, uh, well, well, just miles away from where he should be, frankly. And I, I mean, I, you mentioned Aki there. Paul Aki had to try and cover for him for one of the goals, and he, he was he was too late. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I agree again. I agree with the, agree with the lads. I mean. Time and time again, he's appeared to be a liability. I mean, the last there was a game at Spurs in the winter. I don't know when we played 
was it Spurs? At, there must have been Arsenal. And we played, and it was a winter game when he was just atrocious. I mean, just absolutely. I mean, your heart was in your mouth every time he got anywhere, near, every time the ball went anywhere near him. And, you know, Zinchenko was there. He was on the bench. Uh, he'd come out of the Euros relatively early, certainly earlier than the England lads. Why he didn't start, I, I'm not quite sure, because I think Zinchenko is our, one of our most improved players. So why, why not put him in straight away? And, and you know, I would not be sorry if we never saw Mendy again. So what about Ake? Uh, you just mentioned, I think, I think you mentioned it, Paul. Uh, John, your thoughts about him? Uh, clearly, he's been a, left a little bit exposed on that left-hand yeah. side of, of the central defence. Yeah. Um, do, do, do you think he's to blame for anything? Do you think he's no. strong enough to hold his place? What, I, do. Of, I do. Uh, I, I think he got a lot of stick when he gave away that penalty against Leicester very late in the game. And, you know, that was unfortunate. But until that point, I thought he played reasonably well. I thought he played well against Spurs on Sunday, actually. I, don't, I couldn't fault him on much, quite frankly. And certainly no more than anybody else uh, in, in our defence. Uh, he's certainly worth the, worth his place and uh, worth a run out. You know, he's it's unfortunate from his point of view. He's got a lot of very stiff competition there, but uh, I think he's a Premier League player, no, no, no question about it. And he's a very useful member of our squad. I mean, to have him on the bench is it must be very reassuring for Pep because uh, he's, a, he's a true pro. He did he did he did well at Bournemouth. You know, I mean, he got squeezed out at Chelsea, but he did well at Bournemouth. Uh, yeah, I'd certainly keep him. I've, I'm, I'm no no reservations about Ake at all. Does he get unnecessary stick? Do you think, uh, Dave? Yeah, I'd say absolutely. Uh, I think the stick he got was was you know pretty unnecessary, given the fact that you know he was you know their goal was a fantastic example of this. He was covering for a player who wasn't just out of position. He was so far out of position. He almost wasn't a factor in play. I mean, so it's so difficult when you've got someone. You know, when you've effectively got to cover your channel info and, you know, as you know, as a fully functioning centre back, he was trying to keep um, Son out wide. You know, Son comes in, Ake is kind of looking, you know, where's my fullback? Where's the cover to try and you know, help me keep him in this position? And he realises that, you know, he just doesn't got that support because Mendy just did not get back into position all that well. And in defence of Mendy here, you could say, you know, he's lost quite a lot of pace since the injury. But, you know, if you are a fullback and you have lost pace, you change the way you play so that you don't get caught out of position. The amount of time Mendy was so far forward that he couldn't have featured in the, um, you know, in, in the defence in the event of a counter-attack left us so exposed. And Ake, unfortunately, was the player who found himself having to cover, you know, Fernandinho can't be everywhere at once. He isn't always going to be there to fill in for the fullback. So, you know, I felt Ake was left high and dry, really. And unfortunately, the, the game nowadays is so quick that the player who is, you know, facing up against the, against the uh, attacker often gets blamed. But I think the blame has to be squarely on Mendy, not for Ake on that one. Well, listen, I, I want to come to you, Stato. Before I do that, I, I caught up with uh, two or three City fans outside the stadium before kickoff. And this is what they had to say. So here we are at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, White Hart Lane. Uh, and I've got Ethan. Ethan, you've been here before? No, no. First time here. I've never been to White Hart Lane either. So first time at any Tottenham Stadium. Really nice stadium. Looking forward to it. So uh, what are your thoughts about uh, Harry Kane, first of all? Do you want him at City? Yeah, I think you get rid of Aguero. It was 10 years ago today that he made his debut. So he needs replacing and... I. I I, know, I don't really like Jesus that much. I think he's good as a secondary option, but I want him as the first-line first, first line striker. So, yeah, I think Kane, pay whatever money's needed. You're going to get three or four years of service out of him. I think it's worth the money. And what about Grealish? Uh, hoping he's going to start today. What, what's he going to add to the team? 
I think the, the thing I, I listened to an interview with Pep actually and he said the thing he likes about Grealish is he gets the ball and he sets the tempo so the defenders go to his tempo so he can slow it down he can speed it up and he's a really creative player and without De Bruyne obviously today and Foden I think it's important that he starts and actually gives us a bit of creativity and what have we got to worry about with Tottenham Hotspur Son seems to like playing against us he always seems to score doesn't he yeah I mean we've not, we've not scored it yet in three visits I think the to- you know what Tottenham are going to do they're going to park the bus if Kane plays, he's going to come in deep and Son's going to be the runner. He's, all, he, all I've got is the counter-attack, really. I think we're going to have about 70% possession. It's going to be all say, and it's just whether we can deal with the counter-attack, which I'm pretty confident we, are, we can do. And finally, quick prediction for you, from you, please. Uh, I'm going to go 3-0 City. I'm going to go Mares, Grealish, and I'm going to go Diaz, header from a corner. Uh, and with Harry now. Harry, I'm interested to know your thoughts sort of hopes and dreams for this season for Manchester City? Well, I suppose in an ideal world, it'd be, you know, all four cups. But I think that's, um, you know, living with your head in the clouds a bit. Um, the Champions League is obviously a big one. It's the one that's eluded Pep. He's managed to win it in every other club he's managed. And he came ever so close last season, but just, you know, not close enough. So I think Champions League will be the one we're working towards. Obviously, defence of the title, the Premier League, that would be, you know, that, that starts today. And, you know, fingers crossed that can be retained as well. Uh, so yeah, trophies, silverware. But I think in in Pep's eyes, the the Champions League is is the one to get. And as a City fan, and I ask, I'm asked this question a lot, and I ask City fans this question a lot. If you had the choice between winning only the Champions League or the Premier League, which one would you, as a City fan, go for this year? This year, Champions League. If we come fifth in the Premier League, it, I don't care. But if we win the Champions League quality you know uh, if you'd have asked me 10 years ago I would have said Premier League but now that we've won it so many times it would be Champions League and finally sort of the game against Tottenham the team's just been announced Um, your thoughts ahead of the game against Spurs uh, well, the team's just been announced. Uh, looking at the team, it looks like a very strong team. Bench doesn't look too bad either. It looks quite a defensive bench, I would say. But then again, we haven't really got any strikers at the minute. But it looks like a strong team. This this stadium has been a bit of a bogey stadium for us. We haven't scored a goal here yet, let alone won a game. Um, so it looks promising, but I suppose the proof of the pudding's in the eating. And let's have your prediction finally. I'm going optimistic and saying 3-1 City. Charlie, your, your thoughts, we're recording this before the team's announced, actually. So let's, 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 let's check your accuracy in terms of the sort of team you think Pep's going to pick today. Right, so we're going to Edison and goal. It'll be uh, Walker, Diaz, Ake and Cancelo. And then Rodri, Gundogan, Fernan with Mares, Sterling, Grealish. So two holding midfielders two holding midfielders I'm not happy about it I think it's going to be slow in midfield today I'm not sure I'd love to see Grealish in the midfield free and someone else pushing further forward but I think his hands are tied Foden De Bruyne not here so got to make do with that really at the moment don't we and what about Spurs let's just talk about them for a second what threat do they offer they've got Son who loves a goal against City so Son to score is printing money if anyone wants to back that Kane do you know what if Kane starts I'm not going to be surprised at all I can see Kane starting wouldn't mind it because he's usually pretty poor coming back from injury and his mind's not going to be there but they've got pace on the break and they always seem to do us here so yeah it's going to be a tough game let's finally let's have a prediction from you 1-0 Spurs <laughs> so you heard Charlie there Stato who predicted 1-0 Spurs and said that Son would score pretty good prediction uh, Son always seems to score against City doesn't he I don't know what it is about Son he's a great player I've always admired him um, and 
if uh, if we could sign Son rather than Kane, people might think that was a, a good, a better signing. He always does well against City. He's the sort of player that perhaps he can see the weaknesses in our defence and knows what to do. Uh, Kane has got a, a fairly poor record against us, but Son has got an excellent record. Um, and he scores regularly again. It's not like um, the flukes either. I mean, he, he drew Ake uh, into the sort of left-back position covering for Mendy, as we said, then cut across the into the edge of the 18-yard box. And I'm not sure whether Edison was unsighted or not, but it, I think he might have made a better effort to save it. But Son is always a thorn in our side. He's a great footballer. So and the one no prediction from Charlie... Uh, um, well, there you go. I'll have to listen to him in the future when he tells me what the score's going to be. All right. In case you haven't worked it out, Charlie is actually Sato's son, but uh, we'll leave that there, I think. Uh, listen, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about Grealish. We're going to talk a bit further about what's gone wrong, talk about Pep, uh, and then we'll look forward to Norwich City at the weekend. That's all coming up straight after this break. Uh, welcome back. Listen, let's talk about Grealish. Uh, we did a lot last week on him, but I think we're going to talk probably each week. There was one particular touch, John, I'm sure you would have loved, where it came out of the sky with snow on it over his shoulder and he, and he just stopped it. It was fantastic. It was worth the entrance fee just for that, I felt. But uh, that aside, how did you assess his performance? I thought he did very well. He's a, he's a stellar player. There's no, there's no question about it, and and he's he's headline material, and it'll be it'll be good for City. And if he behaves himself off the off the field, as I'm sure he I'm sure he can and will, uh, he'll he'll be a very valuable asset to, to our team. Yeah, and I think it's as we saw on, as we saw in that game against Spurs. You know, he's, you, we can use him on the left. We can use him in midfield. He's equal, equally threatening wherever he goes. He's adept at falling over and getting free kicks. Uh, I'm sure all of them are entirely justified. Uh, but and I think uh, you know we'll not regret buying him. Hundred million pounds is a lot of money, but he's got he's got time on his side. Uh, we can, we can keep him there for five or six years at least, and I think uh, he'll, he'll prove, as I say, w- worth the money. Uh, I'm a bit sorry that you know we may, as a consequence, see say goodbye to people like Bernardo Silva, who I think has been a terrific asset to our our team you know bright look very nice guy but above all else uh, you know a superb player and that you know he may want to maybe going for his own reasons anyway but uh, I, I sense he's probably feeling he's been squeezed out a, a, little, a little bit but Grealish yeah uh, all for Grealish uh, and I, I agree with the original analysis from David that on, on balance he's probably a, a more appropriate buy at this time than, than Harry Kane although clearly Harry Kane in anyone's team would be uh, would be valuable Stato, your thoughts on Grealish? First time, obviously, we saw him a little bit at the uh, Community Shield, um, pre-season friendly, of course, as we didn't win it, as we said last week. But but your thoughts on his full Premier League debut for City? Well, it's very difficult. He had a, a mixed game. I thought he killed that ball brilliantly. He had a few dribbles. He got fouled four times in the first half and once in the second half, so kept up his average of 4.2 fouls per game last season, uh, actually a fraction ahead overall. And, you know, the next closest player is only 2.9 fouls per game, Wilfred Saha, and behind that, then it's only 2.1. So he gets roughly fouled double the most um, uh, than the average of most other players. He draws fouls because he is so quick with his feet. And watching him dribble yesterday, you appreciate it more when you're watching him live, I think. I obviously saw him play for Villa a couple of times. But that run after about two or three minutes when he won that free kick just on the edge of the area was just a supreme example of what he'll bring to the team. 
we have had other players that would try to do that, but and Foden tries to do it as well. Uh, but it'll be absolutely fascinating to see if we get the, a game at some point, which I'm sure we will, where you've got Foden, De Bruyne and Grealish all playing in the same team uh, and the f- speed of which they can move the ball around and go on dr- runs and dribbles as well. Fantastic. Uh, 100 million is a lot of money, but that's the price that his get-out clause was. We had to pay it if we wanted him. Um, we'll see. I-, I think he's a brilliant footballer. Whether a player can justify 100 million is, is another matter. Well, you and I will both remember the first £1 million footballers, of course, as well. And we thought that was ridiculous as well in 1979 or whenever it was. It, it was a lot of money. Um, and you go back before that and you, go, you look in the papers because, of course, they run all these uh, lists, don't they? The £100,000 player, the £100 player, the £1,000 player, going backwards in time. But uh, in, in several years' time, we'll look back on £100 million and say, oh, well, it's now £200 million or whatever it's going to be as the next landmark. And so it will ca- carry on until money runs out. Absolutely. Well, thank you for your, your Stato, Stato. A 4.2 I've written down, and I'll use that. Uh, Dave, anything to add from what you said earlier on about Grealish? I think the one thing I'll be really interested to see, because um, this is one of the first transfer windows in a while where we've not been sat here talking about the player who's going to help us break down a team that comes and just wants to defend. You know, that was always the thing we used to talk about. And we talked about Mares as maybe the solution to that as a player who's very willing to dribble at people. And Grealish is a similar player to Mares in that sense, but does it in a very different way. You know, whereas Mares very much sticks to the right and cuts in, you know, you know, you know what he's going to do. It can be very difficult to stop, but that's what he's going to do. Grealish is much more flexible in how he looks to carry the ball. He will happily start on the left. He'll happily start deep in midfield. A bit more of a function of how he had to play at Villa, where you know you kind of got the ball where you got the ball. You couldn't really force um, the play in that same way. And I think it's going to be very interesting for us, not maybe in a game like Spurs, but when we come up against a team who really, you know, a Burnley or someone who are looking to defend for 90 minutes, having someone like Grealish could be a very, very useful asset because he's much more difficult to stop because you don't know quite where he's going to seek to probe at you. And I think that's going to be a very useful asset for us this season. And how comfortable are you, Dave, when uh, people who are not City fans sort of talk about the first five or the most expensive team ever to be put out on a football field, 500 million or whatever it is, could well go to nearly 700 million if we do get Kane, which is, of course, ridiculous money. How how comfortable do you, are you as a City fan? It's all about the oil money, all those comments. I mean, I don't, you know, I, again, I... I never want to be on the Manchester City don't spend big bandwagon because we we do. People who try and make that argument are kidding themselves. That said, every club goes about these strategies in very different ways. I mean, Grealish is probably the first time where we've gone for a massive, massive headline transfer fee. You know, whereas, say, United and Chelsea were more prepared to spend large amounts on an individual player, we tended to pay quite large amounts on a lot of players. So our spend may have been higher, but we never quite went for that headline grabbing figure in the way, say, United did with Pogba, um, Chelsea did with Havertz, etc, etc. And of course, PSG in a whole different category on that. So it's clearly a marked departure from that. And it's a sign that we really rate this player. It was a player we were only going to get for that fee. And we think that he is worth that to us. I think there's a big commercial side with Grealish as well. I think he's someone who can be very marketable, as we've seen from the Euros, and probably hasn't really tapped into that so far and I think that's a big opportunity for us commercially as well which may justify that fee so I suppose to kind of like sum up I don't like it I don't sort of sit there and think it's really good that we spend this much money but it's part and parcel of the game it's what a lot of the big clubs are doing in the Premier League now and to stay competitive it is something that the big clubs are going to have to do is that good for the health of football I think we could definitely uh, 
get into arguments about that. John, how do you t- defend it when, when your colleagues who support your friends and mates who support other teams throw that accusation that we're just buying titles? Well, quite easily, for, quite frankly. I mean, you know, gone are the days when we recruit when the Man City team was comprised of people from Gorton or Harper Hay. You know, I mean, gone are the days when we recruited people from non-league like Ken Barnes and Tony Book. You know, they, we're in a completely different world. And all Manchester City are doing is doing what Manchester United, Chelsea... And Liverpool and several others have done for donkey's years now. You know, it's just that we've got more, more, more dosh than they have to do it. The principle is exactly the same. All those teams, like Blackburn Rovers, for example, they they won the league on because of the money from a of a steel magnet. You know, no no argument about it. They had a lot more dosh than anybody else. We we are now that club. You know, of course, you know, in a, in an ideal world, we'd still have the days when you know you could you could rely on the likes of Ken Barnes or Tony Book to come and come and play for a first division team but it's it's not going to happen it's just not going to happen and and live with it you know there's a great it's just envy basically it's just envy and it's, it's pathetic to be honest with you can we just briefly talk about pep as well then stato as well we've talked about the team um some people talk about he's making the same mistakes um how, how do you respond to that accusation your thoughts on on pep well, I can't add anything in terms of making mistakes on the two games that we've played this season, the Community Shield and the 1-0 defeat yesterday. Uh, clearly, the Champions League was an issue where everybody, all City fans were there, were saying, why is he playing this team? But at the moment, um, there's no, no issue there with the team that he's had out there because he's clearly got a few challenges with the players getting back to fitness, having only just recently returned, giving them an extra week off beyond what some of the other teams did. I can understand it's a long season. One week extra off might help them in the long term. Therefore, he played possibly about the strongest team he could yesterday. Uh, yeah, Mendy uh, there instead of Zinchenko possibly wasn't quite there. Stones, he mustn't have felt, was quite ready to play, etc., etc. Phones injured. So I've got another issue with, with Pep, as long as later on in the season, if we are successful in the Champions League, uh, he plays just the strongest team that he's used to playing, not tweak around with it at the end. That, that's all I'd say. John, Pep losing a bit of his gloss. Is, I think I said it's something like lost seven out of his last 15 competitive games. I know you want to throw in Blackpool and Bolton and all sorts of other ones that, that, that you said earlier on, which I'm not sure if I'm going to accept that. I'm not sure if they're quite competitive games. It was a joke. Um, but... <laughs> I, I realise that, but 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 you know it, it it's it's a bit worrying. You know, th- three three losses on the trot, no goals. Are you, are you concerned in any way? No, He's not, not, losing a bit of his gloss. Not at all. I, I agree with Paul though. As, as long as Pep, I mean, Pep Pep's problem, I think, in the Champions League final was he uh, for, not for the first time. He overthinks things, you know, and he was it, it, too clever by by half. And that, as soon as everyone saw the team sheet in the, in that stadium, you were you were there and put everyone went to side, and our sides were justified because he he got it wrong, uh, in my opinion, anyway. But I'm not overall. No, he's a great manager, fantastic manager. And let's not forget, was it? I mean, well into the season last season, was it? We were twelve points behind, you know, and everyone had written us off, and we won the league, you know. So come on, it's one game. It, it's a new season. It's one game. We've had, as, as I indicated earlier. Not scratch teams out, but certainly not our full strength team out on any of those games. So yeah, I'm I'm still I'm still optimistic. I'm not sure we'll win the league this time because I have to say I watched United on the telly and I watched Liverpool on the telly and and I I know the Leeds were well Leeds were Leeds and they exposed themselves. Norwich were Norwich City. Norwich City we've got on Saturday. We'll come to that in a minute. Played some good stuff. I have to tell you some some nice football. But you know at the end of the day. 
both Manchester United and Liverpool look very good indeed. And I think it's going to be tri- I think it's going to be difficult to win the league this year. More difficult than last year. More difficult perhaps than ever before. Chelsea are a strong team. Liverpool are strong. They've got Van Dijk back. Man United are strong. They've got a new centre half coming. You know, uh, I, it'll be a tough call. A very tough call indeed. All right. Well, with that in mind, we'll, we'll come on to Norwich in a second. But f- before we do that, let's just talk about kind of hopes and fears for this season, if you like. So, so what, what are your expectations? You indicated there you think maybe some of the other teams have become a bit stronger. We don't know whether we're getting Kane or not. That clearly is going to make a difference. So, so Champions League this year then, is that, is that nailed on, is it? Or Premier League? Well, I, I have a horrible feeling, and I'll get slaughtered for this, I have a horrible feeling our big chance was last year. Um, I don't know why I think that, but I, I, I do. I thought that was an ideal opportunity, all the, all the you know, all, everything was in the, in, the, in the right place and we, we, we didn't do it. Um, Champions League is a, it's a bit like Spurs, isn't it, really? <laughs> we just keep finding out we, at the last hurdle we, we fall down. Fingers crossed, basically. I mean, we've got a terrific team, but PSG will be a force to be reckoned with, won't they? PSG, if we you know, find ourselves up against them, uh, we'll, we'll be, we'll be in, in difficulty. Uh, I, I, I think we could win the league. I don't think it's any... By any means nailed on, by no means nailed on, less so than certainly the last four or five years, I'd say. Stato, hopes and fears for the year ahead? I think the Premier League will be a challenge this year. Chelsea will be, have got a very deep squad as well, like we have. Um, Liverpool have got uh, Van Dijk coming back into the team, but they still haven't strengthened sufficiently, I don't think, to to put real pressure on, on City and Chelsea. And a team from Stratford have probably improved a little bit, but... Um, and they played some. They played well against a, a poor Leeds team at the weekend, uh, but I don't think they'll have the long-term threat. So I think the, the Premier League will be between City and Chelsea, uh, and the Champions League. As I've always said, there's an element of luck in it, or or not. And if you get the if you play well in the right games, you can get all the way to the final. Uh, yeah, we're not necessarily going to get to the final. It's going to be, you've got to play the big teams. I don't think Barcelona will be there this year because I don't think they've got the squad anymore. Real Madrid, uh, not quite as strong. The Italian teams aren't there. I think it's the English teams and uh, Bayern and PSG. Uh, you'd say, well, that's the usual, but I'm ruling out the Spanish teams this year. I don't think they'll be quite there. So we could do it, but it's an element of luck in it. How many pots in the cabinet at the end of the season, Dave? Well, I, to be honest, it could be, you know, again, it's not really an answer, but it could be anywhere between zero and four. I think this is going to be a really, really interesting season. And I, I can, what, what I do think, what, where I will uh, put my money is I think we'll have an English winner of the Champions League. I think the, um, you know, I think it's going to be quite similar to last season where the English clubs just look that little bit better than everyone else. I mean, PSG, of course, have signed all these players, but it's going to be difficult, you know, keeping their levels up when, you know, their league is so mismatched with what they have to face in the Champions League. And you could say the same to a lesser extent for Bayern Munich. Um, I think the, the the big issue for me with City this year is you effectively, you know, you can almost pick what the top four is going to be now. And those four teams are actually really quite close together. I mean, Chelsea, of course, been brilliant ever since Tuchel came in, defend really well. Now they've got Lukaku as well, so there's you know probably going to be um, some be a fair few more goals from that team, even if his first touch is a bit lacking. United, I mean, it's you know they look very good again. Paul Pogba in form is a dangerous proposition, so I'm quite worried about what they'll do. And of course Liverpool, you know, if they don't have freak injuries like they did last year, it could be very different. We've generally won the league either at a canter or in a two-horse race. So, you know, it'll be quite interesting to see how we cope in maybe a more packed field. 
you know, my personal hope is we maybe prioritise less um, something like the Carabao Cup where, you know, you can throw quite a lot of energy at that early doors. We need to conserve this if we really want to push for the title at the end of the season and have a run in the Champions League as well. So we've got to be clever about how we manage our resources and our game time. Sacrilege. Sacrilege. We win the Carabao Cup every year. Don't be ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous comment. And I moan about it every year. Listen, let's, uh, before we go, let's just talk about the weekend. And uh, we said it's Norwich City. Um, so, Stato, give us your thoughts. Let's think about what Pep's going to do. We, we don't want to lose, we don't want to drop any more points, do we? I know John's quite rightly made the point that it's very early days and it's only one game, but we want to get a bit of momentum. We've got to be beating teams like Norwich at home fairly easily, I'd like to think, shouldn't we? We've got to be beating teams like Norwich. Uh, I'd like to think that uh, Stones will be back at the weekend. Uh, you've got to think that uh, De Bruyne, if, as he played 15, 20 minutes on uh, Sunday, that he can play a more more of a game, even if he's on the bench, that he comes on earlier. Uh, and therefore, you've got a slightly stronger team out. Norwich play nice football. I watched most of the game that they played against Liverpool the other day, and they were playing some good football early on, but they made mistakes, and Liverpool punished them for it. So we've got to be prepared to do that, take our chances. And as long as we do take our chances, I think we can win that game comfortably. Thoughts on the lineup, John? Do you think do you think Stato's got it about right? And anything else you'd like to see? We'd like to see maybe a change at left back, possibly. Uh, yes, faint possibility of that. Yes, Zinchenko at left back. Yeah, Stones back as well, probably. But Ake on the bench as as great support. Uh, I I'm looking to three or four nil against Norwich. I watched that entire the entirety of that game. Uh, they played against Liverpool. There's some lovely touches up until the final third when even their Finnish striker, whose name just eludes me for the minute, uh, couldn't quite finish off the job. They, they, they failed on the last pass time and time again. The last pass was not, not quite right, just not quite right. But, they're not, you know, they're not a bad team, not a bad team at all. Uh, they'll give us a run for our money for 10 or 15 minutes, but I think uh, after that it should be easy peasy. It ought to be if we're going to do anything, as, as Paul just said, because, you know, if you don't beat Norwich City 3 or 4 nil, then at, at home, um, goodbye Premiership. And finally, Dave, your thoughts ahead of the weekend's game against Norwich? Well, we've got to win it, yeah, and you'd hope they would. You know, again, positive things to say about Norwich. They've got a good little production line of um, creative midfield players. You know, obviously had James Madison a few years back, who's gone on to do very well at Leicester. Buendia, who, you know, has been viewed as the putative replacement for uh, Grealish at Villa. And now Todd Campwell, who's, you know, been brilliant for them last season. I think he's a very dangerous player to go up against, but this is not the sort of game we should be falling down in. And, you know, you'd like to think this is a game we win we win comfortably. Um, I don't think we should take it for granted. And by that, I mean, we shouldn't play Mendy. Um, so I think, you know, we, maybe, you know, Mendy, uh, Mendy goes out for Zinchenko or Cancelo switches over. You'd like to see, you know, one of Stones or Laporte, you know, coming back in so we sort of get that back four um, a bit more stable a bit more solidity but that said I wouldn't mind Ake being there either and to be honest in front of that you kind of hope it will be a similar a similar lineup put out there and hopefully Gundogan's okay because he did look a little bit uh, roughed up at the end of the game on uh, on Sunday so I'm hoping he'll be in there too Fantastic listen huge thanks to my three guests to John Stapleton to Dave Hodgson and to Paul Denby this is Nigel Rothman saying thanks for listening and we'll talk to you all very soon This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.